I'm Sharissa Elliott. You're listening to Shore Sides, a local news podcast by and for Carteret County, North Carolina, serving the coastal region and beyond. If you go out around Carteret County, you hear quite a few people talking about affordable rent and housing prices. Rents are increasing, um, making it really difficult to have a well-rounded life. I am a resident of Carteret County. I was born and raised in Pinal Shores. I'm 32 years old. As a renter, I found it nearly impossible to find anything under $1,000 a month. It's been really strange, and even where I'm living now, my rent has increased over $100 a month for less than 800 square feet. A lot of the places that were for rent prior have become Airbnbs or short-term rentals, making it really hard for working-class people like myself who aren't ready for a home purchase. Something I'd like to express to our Carteret County leaders and planning board is that People like myself who work in service industry prior and now in construction is that, you know, we're kind of the people who make things go around. I understand that this is a uber desirable location to live and that we've had an influx of a lot of people coming from out of town, purchasing, building or renting a lot of locations locally. But without people like me who live and work in the community in restaurants and bars in grocery stores and local companies if we can't find a place to live affordably we will go elsewhere Um, I think it's been a widespread problem and I know a lot of people who have left this area due to the increased cost of living, not being able to afford to work where we live. And I would hope that you guys try and find a solution. I see tons of big, new, beautiful houses being built. And I'm hopeful that in addition to that, that planning boards and committees will also focus some effort on creating affordable housing communities for people like me who want to stay here, who care about the community, and who help make this place a wonderful place to live. Finding housing in Carteret County has been really difficult. Uh, A lot of the rental properties are upwards of $1,000, and I'm a, a professional uh, scientist and I have a master's degree and I'm still not able to afford housing even with a good job. Um, I got really lucky and happened to know somebody who was moving out of a rental house so I kind of was able to get in but if you're someone new moving to the area um, it's really difficult to find anything that's affordable or reasonable and I do feel like a big part of the issue is people buying up rental properties and so a lot of those areas that once were long-term rentals that were affordable and accessible have been converted to Airbnbs because people who live out of town are trying to make a profit in Carteret County. So we need some kind of different solutions to be able to have people who actually live here and work here and can afford to have decent housing. Because especially with the the way that the uh, actual home market has gone, houses have exploded so much, the price of houses has exploded so much that we're not able to buy a house either. So it's not even a matter of renting or buying, it's just that there's nothing that's accessible. You can hear it in their voices. This is tough on people who want to live, work, and make their families here. We do want to understand what's happening with housing in our area. 
why it's happening, and what the future of making a home here is going to look like. Today, we're talking to Lynn Griffin. Lynn is an expert on affordable housing in our area, not only because she helps people find a place to live for a living, but also because she just helped accomplish one of the largest surveys on housing in our area. She remembers hearing the lead researcher talk about the final results. And when the study was presented, the first thing he said was, y'all can't grow. You have nowhere for people to live. You forget it. When he's saying y'all can't grow, he's talking about our county. And there's no doubt that we're in an unprecedented moment. Imagine sitting at a table with 10 of your friends at a dinner party. Four of your friends are renters and are struggling with paying their rent. Two others are having trouble paying their existing mortgages. Makes for an interesting dinner conversation, huh? This is Carteret County in 2021. 39% of renters are having trouble affording their homes. 22% of homeowners are having trouble. Now, please pass the salt. My name is Lynn Griffin, and I live in Pelletier, and I am a realtor. I really do hope that the town managers, the county leaders who have seen the survey will take it seriously, and, and we'll look at some, some changes. You know, we, we have or designated as a wonderful retirement community, um, and, and that's great. But we need to get housing back to a level where young people can stay here and raise their families. This is something Lynn really seemed to care about, that young people or young families were able to afford living in Carteret County. It, it helps balance you. It helps balance your it helps balance your churches. It helps balance your your community as a whole. I think that's that's important to having a well-rounded community and well-rounded elected officials. You don't need people that look like me to hang on forever and a day. We need people that look like you to say, come on, come on, give me some fresh stuff. Lynn says it's also about being able to have the kind of professionals that every community wants, like teachers or young people moving for a position early in their career, a.k.a. not being paid as much. You need it to be making about $34,000 a year to afford to rent a two-bedroom home in Carteret County in 2021. Big Rock is now, you know, this year said we're going to do a teacher's scholarship. And we'll, we'll fund it if you'll come back to Carteret County and teach. Well, that's wonderful. Where am I going to live when I come home? So at a teacher's salary, you, I'm not going to buy a million-dollar beach house. You know, Jarrett Bay, some of the bigger companies would love to grow. Um, but if you've got to bring people in from other areas, well, again, housing becomes a problem. I think it's important that we acknowledge that this is a national issue. There is a countrywide affordable housing crisis. Raleigh is experiencing it. Wilmington is experiencing it. But of course, a national problem plays out differently in each small area. I'm sure we've all heard folks compare the population growth here to what's happening in Wilmington. Lynn pushed back on that a bit. You know, people, are, people try to compare 
the straight shot that I-42 will bring from the triangle to the straight shot that I-40 sent to Wilmington. I think we have tiny, tiny similarities, but Wilmington has a lot of things we don't have and that they had when I-40 came through. They had a lot of industry. They already had corning. They already had all the chemical plants. Their port is much larger than ours. And they had a UNC college. Much different story, I think, for us in, in Wilmington. So we don't need to worry about being a Wilmington or Myrtle Beach 2.0. Our area and its challenges are unique. You used to be when, <clears throat> when I was college age. That's been a while. Um, you know, a, 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 a couple of college students could come down here, find a place to rent, get a summertime job, you know, hang out at the beach for the summer. No, you, you, you can't do that anymore. So it's just, it's, it's a big difference than, than what things used to be here. We wanted to know, what does the future look like if we don't fix the housing problem here? Us like Hilton Head have one thing in common and that's what we do best and what brings us our livelihood is tourism. And typically they are in the low, they're the lower paying jobs. Um, so I'm riding from Jacksonville to work in Emerald Isle. I'm riding from Jones County, Trenton to, to, to work in Emerald Isle, much like Nobody that lived in Hilton Head worked in Hilton Head. So they'd all catch a bus. And and I see more and more our whole county headed in that direction. Again, if you grow your hospitality and your tourism business, well, those folks have to come from and live somewhere. And again, there's nowhere for them to go. It's not all gloom and doom. Our county leaders can make decisions that are mitigating the housing burden for current residents. I just don't know that we've sat down and taken a good hard look as a county to say, what can we do? What are we going to do? You know, are we going to change some zoning in some locations where I can build a multifamily community? small condo community or a small duplex community and those are the kind of things I think we we should be looking at where can you rezone to, to make some things like that happen we all have to have a place to live an appropriate response to the housing crisis by our county officials can be broken down into essentially five steps number one Goal setting. Like any problem, you're going to need a plan to solve it. Setting public goals can help keep government representatives accountable. Housing experts say setting goals is the first step for county leaders. Number two, policy changes. Area leaders need to look into policies they currently control that could be changed to help the problem. They could rezone. They could incentivize density. A town could change to zoning to allow property owners to add housing additions 
or convert existing spaces into residential use. Number three, development assistance. County leaders need to incentivize affordable, smart housing development. To do that, they can do things like expedite rezoning or make permitting processes for this kind of building easier. They could also reduce, reimburse, or even waive certain government fees. Number four, simply put, our county leaders could pass bonds or other funding sources for affordable housing. Number five, resident assistance. This final step is critical for our area because of hurricanes. County officials could create a home repair program that gives funding directly to residents for addressing their current repairs or taking steps to prevent future repairs from storms. Another form of resident assistance would be something like a first-time buyer down payment program. Given the housing shortage here now, experts say actions that would make a difference over the next two years should be taken first. I'm Sharissa Elliott. You have been listening to Shoresides. Learn more about our work at www.shoresides.org. Shoresides is a project of the nonprofit Narrative Arts, serving the coastal region and beyond.